0: Oh, good morning, Valley Church. It's awesome to see all of your faces here this morning, those that brave the ice, the cold, the snow, all to come hear the Word of God, celebrate Him, worship Him this morning. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is an exciting day, isn't it? You have an anticipation, expecting something special, something different. <laughs> well, we got four yeses. Do we? Have, <laughs> did anybody come with expectation this morning? Yes! Awesome! Awesome! You know, I, I had something a little bit different planned. Uh, I've got some a declaration. I just I feel really strongly that we're going to start with declarations this morning. Is that something that... Nope. So, (laughs) no. Jason's giving me a, like... He does, unable to put it on the screen. So, you're going to have to just listen closely, but I would like you to stand with me. Make some declarations this morning, and get into the Word a little bit. And it's like, this morning I feel like, I just kept hearing, it's like, really fine dining, really fine dining. Sometimes the restaurants that are the really, really fine dining where you're going for fine, fine, fine cuisine. There's less seating. Not as room for as many people. I kind of feel like this morning that those that are gathered here, he's got something really special for us. All right. We're going to start with these declarations. I... So I want you to repeat after me, I'm going, to, I'm going to say it again with you, but I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Ready? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Number two, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Number three, I am forgiven of all my sin. I am forgiven of all my sins. Number four, I am chosen before God in love. I am chosen before God in love to be holy and without blame. To be holy and without blame. Number five, I am called, chosen, and faithful. I am called, chosen, and faithful. Number six, I submit myself to God. I submit myself to God. Seven. I resist the devil and he must flee. Resist the devil and he must flee. Number eight, God keeps me from stumbling. God keeps me from stumbling. Nine, I am established in righteousness. I am established in righteousness. Number ten, oppression is far from me. Oppression is far from me. Eleven, I am delivered from the powers of darkness. Delivered from the powers of darkness. 12. I am translated into the kingdom of God. I am translated into the kingdom of God. 13. This is an important one. I shake off all shame and condemnation. I shake off all shame and condemnation. Fourteen, Jesus Christ has made me free. Jesus Christ has made me me free. free. Yeah, we could all cheer right there. (laughs) Five more. He says, I'm pure and holy in him. He says, I'm pure pure and holy in him. I am strengthened by his might. I am an overcomer because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We should say that one again from the beginning. I'm an overcomer because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 18, no weapon, formed against me will prosper.
1: no
0: weapon formed against me will prosper. I have found favor with God and man. I declare these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Now a declaration is something like the Declaration of Independence. We declare it, we believe it. Once it's declared, we believe it, we walk in it. Well now I want to make a decree. A decree is an authority that is speaking something that must be followed. We'll make this decree together. I break off every spirit of shame... I break off every spirit of guilt and condemnation. I break off every lie of the enemy. I break off every every spirit spirit of intimidation or fear. That one again. I break off every spirit of intimidation or fear. Now you do it. <laughs> I break off every spirit of and I break off every spirit of depression, oppression, and suicide. I, break off every of oppression, oppression, and suicide. I submit myself to God. I, myself to God. <clears throat> I resist the devil and he will flee. I stand in the power of Jesus Christ, Christ. and I triumph over my enemies. enemies. Everybody say amen and give your neighbor a high five. Mm. That's good stuff, isn't it? You can be seated, Father, I thank, you for, <laughs> I thank you for your promises, I thank you for your word, and this morning as we, as we dig into your word, I pray for your anointing on that, that our ears would be open to hear and our hearts would be open to receive. I ask this in Jesus' name, asking for your anointing, amen. Okay, I would like you to turn with me very briefly. I'm going to just be speaking for a few minutes, and then we're going to end up having the other pastors up here that are going to be sharing a little bit, uh, Pastor Christy, Pastor Matthew, and Pastor Tim, and then we have some incredible testimonies. We are a multi-generational family church. <laughs> I, want to, I want you to turn with me to chapter 30 in Deuteronomy. I felt this morning, uh, I said, this is all coming out just a little differently than we had planned, but... It is really about His presence, not our plans. So what we want to do is follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 30, verse 11. This command I am giving you today, it's not too difficult for you to understand. I'm going from New Living Translation. I don't typically do this, but New Living Translation. I'm usually New King James, which is what's up there, but New Living Translation. I'm sorry, I should have written that, Jason. This command I am giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand or perform. It's not up in heaven or distant that you must ask, Who will go to heaven and bring it down so we can hear and obey it? It's not beyond the sea. So far away that you have to ask, Who will cross the sea to bring it to us? We can hear it and obey it. The message is very close at hand. It's on your lips. It's in your heart. So that you can obey it. Now listen. Everybody say, listen, today I'm giving you a choice between prosperity and disaster. Like, well, that seems like an easy choice, huh? Between life and death, I have commanded you today to love the Lord your God, to keep His commands, laws, regulations, by walking in His ways. So how do we keep it? By walking in His ways. If you do this, you will live and become a great nation and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you're about to enter and occupy. But, everybody say but, if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, if you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods, you've heard me quote Jack Taylor a number of times that anything you have to check with before you can say yes to God has become an idol in your life. If you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a good life in the land you were crossing the Jordan to occupy. Today I've given you the choice between life and death. Between blessing and curses, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life that you and your descendants might live. Choose to love the Lord your God and to obey Him. Commit yourself to Him, for He is your life. Then you will live long in the land of the Lord that He swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, and Jacob. And then I want to jump now to verse 30, uh, chapter 31 verses 6-8. through 8. This is words that <clears throat> Moses is sharing with, with Joshua that, uh, what, that he's received from the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God will go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Then Moses called for Joshua, and as all Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. You are the one who will deliver it to them as their inheritance. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor forsake you. I just want to, we're going to slip into the New Testament here just briefly in a moment. But I, I really felt this morning as I was, I was sitting, I had been I'm praying and listening to what God has for us this morning, and I felt very clearly to go choose life, choose life that you and your descendants might live, that we have that choice. And I was even, I was thinking of this, of the situation in Deuteronomy as, as they had come to, they're they are, at the Jordan River, and it's it's time, for, it's time to make a decision. And I was just processing this, just sitting at the table uh, this morning and thinking, oh my word, how they had wandered in the desert for such a long, long time. Wandered in the desert, and now they have come. It's decision time. You're ready to enter into something that you have not seen before, some place that you have not been before, you're going to experience things that you've never experienced before, and it's time for you to make a choice. Choose for you and your descendants that you might live. Choose life. And Jesus came that we would have life and have life to the abundance. We know that in the New Testament. But I was just thinking that some of us, some of us can be so long in our journey. Now these, these people were the children of Israel. They were chosen. They were chosen. They were set apart. Yet they were wandering in the wilderness before they had opportunity to cross over into the land that he had set for them. Right? Everybody's with me? Okay, because I need to make this brief. So, this was a choice that they had to make. And they had to choose to cross over the water. And I think... You know, so many times, the first time, the first urge that we have, the first pull, the tug on our heartstrings, is to give ourselves to God, that we want God in our life. We can end up accepting God into our life. We can be hearing, we can be learning without ever experiencing, which pretty much just leaves us in a wilderness. We're wandering as we learn, wandering and learning, wandering and learning. But not experiencing, not hearing his voice, I just think, wow, how how that pretty much describes like the first 20 years of my life in trying to follow Jesus. Not really having the full understanding, not crossing over, making that crossover. And I thought, wow, crossing the Jordan River, I, I've not, some of you may have heard this before. I've not heard this teaching until he was teaching me as I was sitting at my table just early, early this morning. And I think that that can represent who we have been for a long, long time in, in our quest and in our journey as we're going around and around the mountain, trying to find, trying to perceive and understand truth and to learn who He, who he is and where He's leading us to. But it's not until we make that decision to cross over... And that crossover takes place in baptism. I really believe that the Jordan River is an example for us of baptism. We make the decision, we get baptized, we're empowered through that baptism because it's promised that we're putting to death the old man to be resurrected into new life, so we're choosing that new life to become a new creation in Christ Jesus By being baptized, putting the old man and the flesh to death in baptism to be resurrected to walk out that new life that he has for us. I was baptized at 21 or 22. Didn't really have even an idea what I was being baptized for. I really believe that sometimes we can have wandered for 20 years trying to figure out what this what this all even means, and it really is about entering the kingdom as a child where we open our ears of understanding, where we open our hearts to what he has for us so we can be and have what he's promised to us. Does this make sense? It's like, man, we can wander for a long, long time to get to the point. It's like, okay, choose for you and yours, choose life going to flip really quickly to uh, John 3. John 3, 5 and 6. 5 through 7. Jesus, in red red letters, Jesus said, the truth is, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water, crossing over through the water crossing, without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. And Everybody just say, new life from heaven. Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. So don't be surprised at my statement that you must be born again. Wow. You know, it even seems to me that that, that our desire can be to serve Him, but until we're ready to be willing (laughs) to receive what He actually has for us, we're not going to be very successful. We're just going to continue around and around and around. So don't be surprised at my statement when I say you must be born again. Just as you can hear the wind, but... (laughs) but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you cannot explain how people are born of the Spirit. (laughs) Until you've experienced it, you just don't understand it. Until you've experienced it, you do not walk in the power and authority that He's called you to walk in. Hmm. That's good stuff. Somebody should be saying amen out there. It's like, ooh. and we are we're cruising we we really have good time now here to end up doing and accomplishing what we want to do so i just want to let you know i just want to reemphasize that that well, that's one of the reasons that i believe we've experienced such power in so many people in the experience that so many of people have had when they are rebaptized when they've actually made and understand the decision that they're making to be, to be baptized up there. You, you see Dale and Diane, right? Would you guys just stand up for a second? Dale and Diane. These guys have been a part of Valley Church longer than me. They're amazing saints of God. And you can watch, it, it would be, if you were paying attention to Dale up there, a lot of times you'll see him just kind of like, back against the wall, because the power of God is so strong up there Sometimes it is difficult when we're baptizing, rebaptizing or just baptizing, the presence of God falls so strong up there it becomes difficult to stand. Is that not right, Dale? <laughs> we should be taking video of especially of Dale up there, sensitive to that but and people uh, you, you've been baptized lately, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, I believe, I'm just going to say this again, that even re-baptism, when you have a full understanding of what baptism is and a decision that you've made, it's like, I want it all. I want it all. I want what you have for me. Is re-baptism 100% required or necessary? No, no, no. But I think it's an incredible opportunity for you to end up experiencing the more, way more quickly. All right, I'm going to ask Pastor Christy, Pastor Tim, and Pastor Matthew to come up here. We have two other microphones up here. Oh, wow, everybody has a mic. How cool is this? (laughs) Bert, you can <laughs> we're dancing with me. Quit dancing, stand still. <laughs> Come on, kids, line up. <laughs> there. One lined up just perfect. I think the first thing that it would be awesome for Pastor Timothy to uh, to get this party started in sharing as we as we close out twenty-one, that's why I wanted to make those declarations. You know, there are some things declarations that we're making, because we're walking out of 21 into a new year of 2022. Next Sunday, we're going to be talking about some of the things that are coming up and with the new year. Uh, Not laying out the whole vision for the year, but just some of the things. But the things that we're grateful for. You know, we need to come before the Lord with an attitude of gratitude and express thanks for all that He's done in our lives. And that's part of what these testimonies are going to be. But Pastor Tim.
2: So, okay, of... and
0: before I let him start talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. With the exception of of, of Pastor Rich Mincer, yeah. this is our pastoral team right here, pastoral leadership team. And so yes. <clears throat> and Pastor Tim is from the little ones, the, from the nursery up till 18, like college age. So, being responsible for that, I said we are a family multi-generational family church and he's responsible for right up to adulthood
2: so no pressure um (laughs) but one of the things i know i was like oh no um i know just for myself we started talking about you know what is it for each department we started going through but we even just said like for ourselves what is that what is really has it impacted our own lives and um over a couple months ago when we had the bethel team up here and it was just so cool to see as You know, people are being blessed, and as we, um, the the pastoral team, as we are coming early or staying late and making sure things are all cleaned up so everyone has a good time, um, a lot of times it's like we get blessed because you guys get blessed, and then we ended up staying behind a little bit, and I didn't go through the fire tunnel when it was happening with the Bethel team. I was off to the side, and um, not off to the side. I was at the end of it, and I was helping people come through, but I was telling Pastor Linda, every time I stuck my hand in, I could feel like jolt of electricity, like go through my arm. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to wait for you guys to come through here so I don't, like, fall over with everyone else. And um, we get done, and the fire tunnel, like, kind of dispersed. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Peter walked up, and he's like, Pastor Tim, you didn't go through the fire tunnel. And I was like, I didn't. And he's like, team, let's pray for Pastor Tim. And this one guy, his name was Tim, and he was so funny. Uh, I think he was from England. And every time he touched me, I kept jolting. And I was like, Tim, stop touching me. (laughs) Like, Stop. You know, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a job to do. I'm trying to get people through this line. And he was like, oh, Pastor Tim. And he would laugh and then, like, touch me. And I'd start jolting. And then the team started to pray for me. And I was out for a long time. I was, like, jolting. I lost my glasses. Um, I was laughing super hard. I crawled my way back to the seat, like, I don't even remember where exactly. He got
3: radically encountered yeah. with
2: the power of God. Like, like, eh, it was
3: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: definitely a dignity dropper right there for <laughs> Pastor Tim. He, he's, yeah. he's
2: trying to hold it together a lot of cropped. times. Um, and so even for like a week to two weeks straight, uh, my family was already gone uh, from that day, from Sunday morning service. And um, I get home, and I'm trying to tell Ez like everything that happened, and I just break out laughing again, like in the middle of our living room. And then I'm like, I got a shower because I was like, like, sweating and crying and everything so I was like I got a shower we gotta get back to the church for something so I'm showering and I'm just like man God you're so good and I just start laughing and like jolting again in the middle of the shower <laughs> and so a shower took a lot longer than just to get out and then it was like for like a week straight just the Lord just totally just took over and for my own life I just I mean I like I want you guys to know like from our own selves just to be able to go after his presence so much and that his presence also comes after us yep. was like the <laughs> biggest thing this year for me um, that was huge in my own personal life. Um,
3: and yeah. that led into our youth camp. And that so led into youth camp.
2: So that was actually, yeah. And so um, youth camp was phenomenal. Was anybody at youth camp? Any was kids, was so students? Hilarious. Youth camp was phenomenal. Um, of course, me and Ezra were super nervous as we we're getting ready to lead our first camp. And, and we're getting up there, and we're going through things. I mean, I'm trying to make sure, again, trying to make sure, like, everything's set. Our team is there early. We, you know, we packed up the day before. I mean, we're just we're going hard, and the kids start showing up. I'm running like I mean, it's just going crazy. And the first service starts, and it's like the kids didn't even wait. You know, you need those warm up services to get us going, and they didn't even care. They were just automatically bomb rush the front. Pastor Christy led us in worship, and just like worship just took off. And what we what we did in our schedule is we moved our schedule up. Um, We got uh, from the schedule that Pastor Christy had put together. um, She laid a great foundation for us, so we just copied that. And then, because right, right, why reinvent the wheel? And so we said, oh, we'll, we'll move services up a half hour, 45 minutes, so the kids will have enough time to play basketball, volleyball. Uh, we bought lights. I mean, they we, that way they can be able to hang out after service. That was not the case. Even though we moved service up a time frame, the kids were still staying in service for three and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, there was no, yeah, there was no, like we're literally like, having to like, help kids up off the floor and be like, you, we got to get you outside, you know, we got we to gotta get going through. One of the, the first nights or second nights, Jonah's leading us through deliverance. Kids are getting, being delivered from so many things. Yeah. We're talking like food addictions to um, self-harm to, to uh, depression, and they're getting up there and testifying yeah. about this. I mean, it's not something that we're just kind of thinking about, oh, statistically. No, our kids all got up there and was saying that I've been dealing with this, no one else knew about it, and I just got set free from it at camp. And um, one, one boy, uh, I forgot his name, Joe or something like that, from, from one of the other churches that was with us, um, was actually had like a eating disorder, yep. um, and he wouldn't eat. And he ate at camp. He even went back for seconds because he was delivered. I mean, the food is that amazing, and Holy Spirit is that much more better. And so it just made him, they went back, he went back for seconds in the line. And um, as far as I know, as I've been keeping up with the, with the youth pastor from that church, as far as I know, the God, they're still going strong. He hasn't yeah. gone back. When he was delivered and set free, he was delivered and set yeah. free, and he hasn't went back since. It was, um,
3: that was one of the most beautiful testimonies. Like, to, to break it down a little more, we're talking a teenage boy who thought that, I mean, yeah. he had, like, gender, like, confusion stuff going mm-hmm. on, and he thought he was fat, and he, this, he was not by any <laughs> means. We're talking a teenage boy who would only eat one meal a day because he was afraid of being fat. And then this kid gets set free from all of, like, gender confusion, all kinds of stuff, to yeah. where he was literally, like Pastor Tim was saying, going back every single meal for yeah. seconds. Where it's like, Jesus, you're so good. He got his identity back, his yeah. worth back. And it was so beautiful.
2: And the cool thing about it is, like, we talked about, oops, sorry, time frame.
3: He's Stop. giving you a timer. Gotcha. What he's the doing. cool thing about
2: it was that, um, I got to talk faster. Oh, wait, go ahead.
0: You can't give away what you don't own. You can't give away what you don't own. That's what's so awesome about what the experiences that we've had, that he's had, that we've had. Mm -hmm. is you can't give away what you don't own.
2: Yeah, and then then the last thing for camp was 19 baptisms, like spontaneous baptisms at the end of it. um, As we got in the river. And I'll tell you just from my own personal experience, I was delivered and set free from the fear of getting in the water. Amen. um, I couldn't see it. Amen. Even though I thought like Jaws was going to come up and grab me from behind as I was baptizing the kids, but... He didn't. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still here. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, that was huge.
3: It was beautiful. And the what we're doing is we're just sharing testimonies from all that the Lord has done. And we're gonna go after some things as well at the end. We're just gonna pray because the Lord wants to do it again. So you're just gonna hear a few different testimonies right now, just celebrations of all that the Lord has done this past year. Because we're going into this next year with expectancy. Like it is gonna be so glorious. So our youth camp was huge highlight, amazing, glorious, wonderful, so many other things.
0: And Pastor Matthew, who is our, well, he's over several things. I'm not even going to go in. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, uh, quick quick testimony for me personally, uh, the way the Lord touched me this past year. Uh, I first started coming here seven years ago. I can't believe it's been seven years. Tessa and I, uh, we knew within a week or two, this is our home. This is our home church. We're not going anywhere else. We have not looked back in seven years. And I remember, I think it was within a month, we had a guest speaker in Carlos who's doing translation. Everyone want to wave to Carlos up there? Yeah. Carlos has been so faithful for so many years, and I was brand new. I grew up in like a cessationist, and Carlos is like, uh, we need you to catch today. And I'm like, catch? What do you mean? He's like, people are going to fall out in the spirit, and you're going to catch them. And so we, we joke around uh, in the family about it, but I was up here in the altar, and uh, my first time catching, I did drop someone, so... <laughs> But they were okay. Thank, thank the Lord. Bum, so, bum, bum. so, coming full circle, I've had opportunities to catch on and off for seven years here, but I've never fallen out in the spirit. And VSSM, about a month or two ago, uh, we had a guest speaker, Dina. How many, how many appreciate Dina Shoemaker? Yeah. Amazing. Hasn't Dina been a huge gift, her and Craig, to the body of Christ? Yeah. Amen. And she just, she grew up cessationist as well, kind of, you know, maybe a Nazarene background, and 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 wasn't used to those things growing up but in the last couple years as you guys know if you know her story just rapid fire so that night to vssm she's like i experienced all this because i just asked my father and i the lord just started tugging on my heart it's like lord i've never fallen out i've always been in control of my body and i've seen people fall out for seven years in the spirit and i said lord whatever it looks like i'm open to whatever and i waited i was one of the last people to get prayed for she started on that side of the room and i just had my hands out and i said father i'm just open i'm just open and Dina came over and she was just touching my hands. And within about 10 seconds, I fell back in the chair under the power of God. And it was just glorious. I yeah. felt a rest that I had never felt before in my whole life. And I had a hard time sitting in the chair. And I'm like, Lord, I, I can't. This, the chair's not low enough because I felt myself falling and the Spirit just falling. And, and I felt the Holy Spirit go, go to the back of the room and lay on your back. So I barely made it to the back of the room, was on my back. And that night, Pastor Lynn's like, hey, that wasn't even my night to go to VSSM. He says, I want you to go and help Pastor Chrissy and I with ministering to people. And so after about five, 10 minutes, it's like, okay, I see Pastor Chrissy ministering. It's my turn. I got to get up. And the Holy Spirit's like, you stay down. You stay down. You stay down. And I just felt just tears. I felt the vibrations of God. I was down there for about an hour, and I, I told Pastor Lynn I wasn't much help that night at all. He asked me specifically to come that night, but just since then I felt anxieties that I normally was anxious, things I was anxious about. Yeah. I'm not anxious for anymore. Yeah. Things that I would think yeah. too much about. I'm not thinking too much about anymore. Yeah, Like it's not just an encounter. Like there's fruit from it. Like yeah. when people go out and it's helped me have compassion for people who go out, who go out in the spirit. Cause now I can understand I've, you can't give away what you haven't experienced. <laughs> yeah. And then just the honor to lay hands on some brothers here in the church and to see them go out in the spirit and experience it. It's like I get to give away what I experienced, and I'm just so thankful for that. So,
2: yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah.
4: I got one more quick thing here. I was like, what is, has what is this last year meant? And I just felt like the Lord was telling me homecoming. You know, Tess and I have been here for seven years, but to come on as staff is really kind of coming even deeper into a homecoming. Mm. And I'll just say, like, um, I love and respect um, Pastor Rich, Pastor Christy, Pastor Tim, Pastor Lynn. I've known them for seven years or about five or six for Pastor Tim. But to work with them and just how the Spirit works, it's just been on a day-to-day basis to see people get loved on, to see people come in on a Tuesday and then before you know it, they're falling out in the prayer room or they're falling out here in the sanctuary. It's like I had heard maybe about those things but to taste and to see that in such a direct way has been a huge blessing. Yeah. So I'm just so grateful that that's like a huge privilege, and I take that as an honor. So many days the Lord reminds me, you get to be here. Yeah, You get to be here five to seven days a week and see transformation happen. Yeah. And with that, I'll just, final thing is one of the things Pastor Lynn said is I want you to work with Tom and Lolly. Tom and Lolly are not here today. How many of you appreciate Tom and Lolly? Yes. It was really icy in CUNA, so hello if you're watching live stream. Um, but he said, I want you to partner with them. They've been leading up the greeting team for three or, you know, three or four years. I want you to partner with them and just build up the team. And so that's one of the things I've been assigned with this last year. But I've got to witness people having a homecoming. They're only here one Sunday, two Sundays, and before you know it, they're getting baptized. They're praying in tongues for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're having encounters with the Holy Spirit at a Wednesday night class where, where Wes, Wes, if you're watching, just <laughs> him falling out in the Spirit on a Wednesday night when he had just, been, just come that Sunday for the first time. Yeah. I've just been overwhelmed through phone calls, through greeting people of how God is transforming lives. Yeah. And I know just looking around the room, I see Bobby, I see Rachel, so many that have come here and they've cho- you guys have chosen life. You've been baptized. You've rededicated yourself to the Lord. You're experiencing his presence. So yeah. if I look at this past year, it's like a homecoming for me, but then so many lives transformed in such a short period of time. is yeah. just, that's where I'm amazed is how the Lord can accelerate things. So anyway, that's what I'm grateful for. I appreciate all of you guys.
3: Yes. So we're just from here on. Yeah, you guys can go down. Thank you. Unless you want to stand the whole time, but you're totally good now. Um, a huge thing for me, and I'm going to lead into some different testimonies. We talked to some of you before that will come up here and share. Just for my heart, like going into this year, I really felt like the Lord was going to be establishing community in different ways. And it's been so sweet thinking about all the different people that have come in this year and just feel like family. Like it's, it's beautiful what the Lord has done. Like you can look around and we have so many people that are brand new this year and have just felt instantly like family and we have this life group that's been going on with Anthony and Monica, and it has been so beautiful. And so I would love for you guys to come up and just share a little bit about what that life group has been and just some of the testimonies from it. So let's welcome up our amazing Anthony and Monica to brag about them. I have, I mean, I've known Anthony literally my whole life and Monica since. I mean, we were teeny boppers, and they have served so faithfully here over the years. Like, this couple is a powerhouse couple that has served faithfully, and you have Monica who's there singing. I'm like, will you lead this song out? She's like, I think I can today. Baby's moving a lot. I think I can do it, but they're incredible and so well. I just love and honor this couple so much, and I would love for you guys to share just some testimonies.
5: Yeah. Yeah, we're starting her out early. Up on stage, so <laughs> so um, we've been coming to our church our whole lives since I was in the womb as well, actually, so <laughs> um, uh, this this year's been really big for us, mainly um, new jobs, new house new new lots of stuff, new changes, and one of the thing that that we talked about at the beginning of this year was um, community, so we we had friends, um, you know, that we would try to get with, and they're busy of some kind and something like that. There's there's always a reason. So we're like, we we want to reach out to new people, start talking to new people, and right after we talked about that, Christy came up to me. She's like, "Hey, you guys should start a life group." I'm like, "Yeah, actually, that'd be fun. Let's do that." And so we we got together, and I actually the first, our first um, uh, encounter with one of the life group members was actually. We invited Tim and Izzy over. Um, they were like, hey, there's this, there's this couple, TJ and Micah, and they're really cool. They love the office. I don't know if anyone loves the office. We love the office. And, was, and we're like, okay, well, yeah, we should get along great. Well, they were like that gateway people, you know, those gateway people who, like, introduce you to other people, and you don't want it to be weird. So there's always that person. Well, they got sick, and so I'm like, so are they still coming? Like are the new the new you know TJ and Micah I'm like I hope so so I asked TJ like are you guys still coming they're like I think so so we're like you sure come on over so we had brand new you know never met him before and it turned out really good Uh, our life group has been going since I think uh, June May May or June of last year and it's the the thing that it's impacted for me is so some of those people are what we call refugees from california so they don't have any family here they don't have any friends here yet and so we invited um about half of them are are you know idahoans half of them are are from california and they came and especially when we came up to the holidays we're like hey we're thinking about you know taking a couple months off so that you guys can be with you they're like no we 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 want to do it because we don't have any family here. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, that's a good point. So we, we had Thanksgiving together. We had uh, Christmas together. And it's been this great little community. And one of the big things that I, I called a couple of them and asked, what, you know, what did it mean to you? And the big thing to them was um, just the, not just the community with the adults but with the kids as well because we wanted to make sure that it wasn't, oh, you have to find a babysitter you know and then and then come and and just the adults you know no it's it's for it's for everybody, so there's a terror of kids running around all the time, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's great. we all love it all the all the parents love it. the kids get together and play and have community for themselves and so I just want to say that the the kind of the age bracket we we're going through is you know between twenty five and thirty five years old if you are around that age and you been here a while. If you're from California, if you're from Washington, Oregon, whatever, wherever you're from, we would love for you to come talk to me, and you know, we'd love to invite you to the life group and bring your kids. We don't care how many you have, unless you have ten, that's the limit. <laughs> so we got some people that are pretty close, but <laughs> now if you if you want to come and just have a great time, we just hang out, have some food, we talk, we just fellowship and have that that tight community um it's built more friendships and outside of the life group we've had people come help each other move and you know all that kind of stuff so i encourage you guys yeah come and talk to me if you're in that that bracket um come talk to me and we'll we'll let you know more about it so
3: yeah it's been so beautiful like coming and just watching it has been so amazing yes
0: and didn't Monica do a fabulous job in the song that she led this morning? Yes, she we did. We so appreciate you. That was awesome.
3: Yeah, so it's been beautiful. It's been so fun to see people get brought into family. And it's just been a flow of this year. And we're going to see a lot more of that. There are going to be more life groups that get going. This was like our glorious sample group That it's like, praise God, it can be like that. So we just love and honor you guys and appreciate you so, so much. So thank you, Anthony and Monica. Yeah. I'd just
0: like to take one second, though. Tim, would you just stand up? We're gonna... Tim, Pastor Matthew, and, and Tim have actually started a Men's Fellowship. Tim, it's every Tuesday night. It's been going on at his house now for six, seven, eight months probably now. And the Friday night barbecue thing, the tri-tip has been amazing. We've had 40 to 50 men show up pretty much every time. It's been incredible. So, and the Men's Fellowship, you want to know a little more about it or, or, or learn or volunteer or become a part, look Tim up.
3: Yes, yes, it's been incredible. It's made it to where the ladies are like, what are we doing next? And I'm like, I'm going to work on it. The so ladies, we have another Brave Love Gathering happening in January. It's going to be wonderful. I'll let you know more about that. Um, so continuing with family and people who have experienced family recently this year, Kiki and Allie, we love you guys so much. Can you come up here? We want you to share. Don't you love them so stinking much? This couple, when they came in, it was just, like, we've just experienced so many gifts like as people this year, more than anything else, where the Lord's just brought the most precious, wonderful people. And that's how it's been with you guys, that you guys have just blessed us so much. You can come up here more. They want to see your beautiful and handsome face. But what we just want to hear, what has the Lord done for you this year? What has meant the most to you this year?
1: Well, I think for me, it was um, Valley, Valley. Um, We weren't in a great place where we were at. Um it's funny, they say everything happens for a reason, and um we had a lot of change go on within um just a probably a month span. We both changed jobs. I had been at my job for eight years, um working doubles every Thursday, 16 hours. Um and we finally just were like we need something different. Um to, um, I guess, you know, follow God more, um, to have him more in our lives because my work was taking over, um, every weekend, everything. It was in the medical field. I was a home manager for assisted living and it was nonstop, never, never ending. And I just finally told my husband one day, I'm like, I just, I think, I think I need to change. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but if we're going to um, you know, follow God more, we need I need to have more time for Him. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna quit. So I I quit and started a job I hated. It was an office job, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. It wasn't for me. Um, but in that week of me quitting, even though it was a job that I hated, I finally, the SSM was going on and my one of my best friends, Priscilla, was in her first year and she had been begging me the whole year that she had gone come with me to a Thursday class, I can't, I work till 10 p.m., I can't, so that first Thursday that I didn't work 16 hours, I was like, I can go with you, do you have anybody that's going with you, and she goes, no, and I was like, okay, I was like, I'm coming, I'm ready, and just walking into the building, Christy was, Pastor Christy was doing worship, and Pastor Benji taught that night, and I was rocked, I came home, and I was just like, Gee, -gee, you got to be there, like, you have to see this place. And he was like, well, we're leaders at, at our church. Like, we can't, what do you mean? We can't go there. And I was like, we, we got to, you know, we, we got to figure it out where we can be there. And a whole bunch of stuff happened. And so April 15th was the first day I came. That was a Thursday that I came to VSSM with as a guest. And um, that Sunday, the 18th, we were, we came and sat right over there and I, we knew, we knew as soon as we came and we met the people and the love here, this is our home and we've been here ever since. And now we're in VSSM. <laughs>
6: um kind of just to add to that, uh I tried well uh, originally in two thousand thirteen I got out of prison and I was <laughs> um I, had, I was went down the wrong path in my life, and I started reading my Bible, and, and I started getting into God in 2013, and, and I, I was trying to follow God, but, you know, my wife, that wasn't her thing, right? She was like, "Nope, you're crazy. I ain't going to church. And from 2013 till this, the beginning of this year, um, I would prayed for my wife for her salvation, um, and it was hard. I mean, I would show up to every... Church event, anything by myself. I mean, I prayed by myself, I read by myself, I did everything by myself, and I just wanted God to to give me my, my wife back. And so, we were in a bad situation, and I'd been praying extra hard and fasting and praying and fasting and praying. I'm like, God, you got to get a hold of my wife. This is a year, I know it. And um, the job stuff, it kind of sounded like a country song because we switched churches, got a new truck. <laughs> new jobs right it was like <laughs> it was all okay. like in a week and um it was it was a weird time but I remember I was praying and she was like I'm gonna go to VSSM with Priscilla and I was like I don't know what it is but whatever it is God get a hold of her at VSS whatever it's called right that's environmentality well so she leaves I put on worship music and I'm praying like God get her tonight When she walked in my house, she had a glow. She had a glow, and she was on fire. She was like, babe, you don't understand what I just went through, what, I, what just happened. She's like, I found it. We need to go to this church. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> um, but I started tripping out because I was like, God, like, okay, I prayed for this, but now how do I do this? How do I transition? Like, I'm over here." And I felt it. He was like, you're going to go through a crazy week? But don't worry about it, because I got you. And I felt it. Well, we went through a crazy week that week. And like she said, we ended up walking through these doors. And I I promise you, it was the first time I felt genuine love. I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time in my whole walk. And it was by walking through these doors. My wife gave her life to God. We got baptized together this year. And so I guess that's what I'm most thankful for this year.
0: Yeah, I think that's plenty. (laughs) That's awesome. Love you guys.
3: We're going to have Kiki pray um, over, you know, those people who you've been waiting for. Like, this is such a beautiful testimony. And we share testimonies because the Lord wants to do it again. Like that's what a testimony's all about—is to do it again. We share that He did it once; He wants to do it again. So, if you have someone that you are just ready to see come to Jesus to come alive, Kiki's going to pray, and we're just going to believe—we're going to see that this year.
6: Amen. Um, before I pray, I just want to say this: Isaiah twenty-two, twenty-two. Sister Lynette gave me that 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 verse, and she spoke life over me, and she told me that I was going to unlock doors that needed to be unlocked, and open doors. And I speak that upon everybody else this year, 2022, we're going to unlock the doors that need to be unlocked and we're going to lock the ones that need to be locked. So heavenly father right now, Lord God, I just lift up every person in this room, God, that's lifting somebody up in their family, whether it be their children, Lord, their, grand- their grandchildren, their spouses, Lord, I ask that, that this be the year, God, that, that you get a hold of them, Lord, mm. that you touch their heart in a different way and you rock them the way they've never been rocked before, Lord God that the Holy Spirit roams through their house, that their bedroom is an altar, their living room is an altar, God, and they give it all to you, Lord God, that only you will answer prayers, Lord. Lord, I just speak life. I just speak life over every person, Lord, to the people that are hurting, to the people that are lost, that don't understand why their loved one's praying for them. It doesn't make sense to them, but I ask that this is the year that you make sense of it, God. In your mighty name I say, amen.
5: Amen.
3: Just to share a little bit about this couple, since then they've been doing ministry together. They were invited to go to an Indian reservation, correct? Yeah, they got to go and minister to the youth there. Like they're getting to go as a couple and do ministry together now. It's just so beautiful. Laura and Jackson, can we have the Allen family come up here, please? Y'all, we love this family. Look at all of them.
0: Oh, you got your shoes on.
3: <laughs> I put mine on too after worship.
7: Yeah, there we go. Wow, I don't like going first. And Kiki, man, thank you so much for sharing. That, that really touched me. Thank you so much. I love you, Kiki. You're, you're just an awesome man. Uh, well, I was sitting there in my seat where I was comfortable, right? Until now, I get up here. Um, I guess last year the biggest thing that stands comes to mind for me is that we—I mean—to kind of back up when we were, first came to Valley, we were—we were wanting more. God was telling us you know, to seek more, and I felt like last year we were walking in the more. Um, it doesn't always—it's not always easy, um, but. I always felt like we wanted we wanted more and to pursue the more um and, but in order for me to be in that place, I had to get out of the way i had to i had to you know i had to step forward I had to come up and do things like this out of my comfort zone I had to get out of the back seat and I had to come up closer i had to kind of as a dad let my let my kids grow, let my kids blossom in, in the Holy spirit and just you know and step back and not try and control it not um not try and control my circumstances i had to just trust god i had to trust god in my finances in my in my job and in every aspect of my life and man as a man that's hard because we want to control it we want to own it we want to take charge we want to try and do it all ourselves so I, you know i say hey i can do that i can i can bring my wife into whatever place it needs to be and it's just not the tr- it's not the truth it's god is so powerful and when i when i finally am learning to let go and to trust god that I've seen so much growth in my family, from my daughter overcoming things I hope that she shares, my son, and just his boldness and his, his wisdom that he has, and my wife, to see her overcome things and to grow. I mean, last year was an amazing year for us. Um, we transitioned through a lot of stuff, and I'm glad that stuff's behind us. I'm just so thankful for what God is doing, and I'm just looking forward to this next year.
8: Oh, well, thank you for this microphone. <laughs> okay. Um, well, like my dad shared, uh, I've overcome a lot of things that I've really struggled with. Um, I really struggled with anxiety um, and especially social anxiety. Um, I wouldn't talk to anyone. I was like a major introvert. I would keep my head down and I would just walk right past them. I wouldn't make eye contact with them. Um, I get like super nervous and my hands would start to sweat when people would talk to me because I didn't know if I was going to mess up if I said something wrong or, you know, just silly, silly things. Um, but then I, got, I overcame that and God really helped me, um, just really, really just helped me, um, know my identity and who I was in him and how I don't have to be anxious about those things. Cause really no one really cares if you stutter over your words or if you accidentally, you know, make a really stupid joke and you know, it's like not funny at all. Um, <laughs> that, um, but yeah, that was one of the major things that I've really overcome was definitely anxiety, um. But one of the biggest things that's really happened in this, um, in this year was being just completely rocked at Bethel. And I had just had this amazing encounter with him. And I've had more encounters this year than I've ever had in my entire life with him, um, which is just so amazing. At um, youth camp this year, um, I was, again, I was, like, completely rocked. And I was just—and I fell over um, Pastor Christie and a bunch of these other women had come and surrounded me and just was praying over me in tongues— and it took me a minute because I, like, didn't want to fall over because there was, like, tons of people around me, and I didn't want to fall over. I was, like, s- staying put, and then I went, boof.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
8: and, um, and it was, like, one of those things where you couldn't, like, hear anything that was going on around you. It was just you and God, and it wasn't anyone else. And I could, um, I could like, hear him, like, talking to me. It was really cool. That was one of the big um, experiences. But, yeah, this year has just been so amazing for me and definitely helped me uh, grow in my faith and in my walk with him.
3: (laughs) Isn't that so beautiful? Thank you, Jesus. Are we saving the best for last week? Yeah. Got it.
9: Well, I would say that this year is the year of transition for us. Um, I've already shared many times on this um, platform just – Um, some of the changes in the career and choices that we've made, but um, I think the biggest thing, the breakthrough that started to come when um, I started through VSSM and just learning, like Maddie had shared, identity. Um, I think I was, I I picked this shirt today because I picked it out because I loved it. It just says original. And I think I was the best um, imitation of myself. And I'm really finding out who I am. And you know, insecurities and things have just been stripped off, that I was just living in a wilderness for so long that I wanted to break up with the wilderness. And um he's just so good that you can't not experience or be in his presence and not come away unchanged. And... um I love Chris um, His one of his quotes is, God knows who you are. The devil knows who you are. But the whole earth is waiting for you to know who you are in Christ. Mm. And I can honestly say that I, I finally am figuring that out. And where I had anxiety, when you give up something, he replaces it. There's always a beautiful exchange. And where um, anxiety lived, I now have peace that's, indescribable. And where depression lived, I have experienced joy probably really for the first time in my life, what true joy is. And I just can't thank him enough. Thank you.
10: Well, first it kind of started in 2020 where I had this really bad kidney condition where I had a kidney stone, and it was terrible and in twenty twenty one when uh Bethel came, I got healed, but before that, it was bad, like I missed so many days of school, and I just wasn't myself and whenever um in twenty twenty one when Bethel came, um, my mom and I stood up for when they called. for um arthritis, except when we, when my dad took me up there to get prayed for, we asked for my kidney to be healed. And it got healed, except one more thing. When my mom and I stood up for the arthritis, that got healed as well, except we never even asked for that to be healed, which I kind of thought was amazing. And... Yeah, and I never had to take arthritis medicine again.
3: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Awesome.
3: All right, so we said testimony means to do it again. So does anyone have any arthritis symptoms at all? Can you raise your hand if that's something that you have? All right, we're going to see Jesus do it again. So Luke, will you pray that the Lord would do that again for them? He would heal their bodies. He did it for you, and he wants to do it for them.
10: Yeah, just receive. Um, dear Lord, I just hope that these people that have, um, arthritic, um, diseases or whatever it's called, um, (laughs) just that they'll be healed the way that I've been healed and just that, um, they will be normal again. Maybe if they don't feel that they're normal because they're arthritis, that they will be normal again in their minds and just that they'll be healed in your name. Amen.
0: Amen.
10: Amen. Amen.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you guys so much for sharing. It's just so beautiful hearing what the Lord's doing in a family. You know, and that's what we're, we're promised. Choose life so that you and your descendants, the generations to come, your family might live. And this family, they have, boy, they've done that. Can we have the Hickens come up here? Alicia, can you come up here and share?
0: And you're not going to bring your family? You're not going to bring your family?
3: There we go. Oh, look at this fam. I love that family.
11: CJ's not here, so I am married. I do have a husband. He's not here because um, we're building an apartment for my mom onto our house, and he's mudding, so he's he's very muddy right now. <laughs> um but this year the spirit has been amazing. Um we walked through some really hard stuff. We had a failed adoption and our hearts were really broken. And we came here and God started healing our hearts. (laughs) I had a vision um, probably six months prior to coming here. And something that the Lord said in that vision is he said, "Um, it gets better. And then we started coming here, and then Christy came in. She's like, Alicia, I just, oh, have this overwhelming feeling. Like, you just need to know it gets better. And just (laughs) know, like, when God tells you something, and then when somebody tells you exactly what he says verbatim, you know it's the truth, right? And so at the youth conference, he healed my kids' hearts. which is amazing because they were so like hurt and broken. And when we walked through this process, God, God has such a beautiful story in this because um, he had told me, he said, Alicia, he's like, I was like, why did you do that? Like nobody ever goes into adoption and thinks I'm not going to be the mom. I'm not going to be the parent. Nobody does that. Um, but I started to get prophetic words. And they'd say, I see you as the train, but not the station. Does that mean anything to you? I see you as the car, but not the garage. Does that mean anything to you? And he started to speak to me, and I said, God, why, why is this happening? Why do I not get to be mom? And he said, I'm teaching you the part of love that lets go. There's, a, there's this beautiful part of love when you just let go and you just let God and on the other side of that, there's huge freedom. And that's just like one little piece, which is a huge piece for our family, our whole family. But then the youth conference where the kids' hearts got healed. And then not, on, not only that, but we really felt like we needed to go get a friend who lives in Montana. And... Um, so we drove there. The driving there, everything was crazy. We drove there. An eagle hit us in the windshield. Um, our hotel that we were staying at was full of E. coli. And nobody could use the water. <laughs> the When we got to Montana, to that hotel, when we got in, we brought all our bags in. It lit on fire. We had to... <laughs> Guys, in the midst of him doing amazing things, there's a lot of distractions, but he's so good. Like, if we can just keep our eyes on him, he's so good. And um, so we pick up this girl. It's for her birthday. So we're like, hey, we're going to pick you up for your birthday. It happens to be um, tribe camp week at that same time. So we're like, we'll pick you up. You get to spend a couple weeks with us, and you get to go to camp. Um, This girl's from a very cessationist-type church and um she came to youth camp Uh-oh. she came to youth camp but her pastor just before just recently before we had picked her up had gotten hit by the holy spirit got kicked out of his church um and so her parents had kind of followed him but they hadn't really experienced him and um it was it was awful do you want to tell where you guys were in you want me to tell it or okay <laughs> um Literally, this girl would not put anything in her mouth unless she read every ingredient. In fact, when we went to a restaurant, she would quiz the waitress and be like, well, can I see where it came from? Can I read the ingredients? Can I?" And it was so obsessive that it literally irritated the crap out of me. <laughs> like just a, a teenage girl. Teenage. You teenage. know, the
3: sweet, young teenage yeah. girl.
11: And I'm like, I'm like, keep your love on, Alicia. <laughs> um,
0: a very, very thin young teenage yeah. girl. Yes,
11: very, very thin. I mean, her, and she ran too. She like exercised and um, yeah. Anyways, and Kaylee's really good friends with her, and she's and so we brought her. Um, we were in Cascade a day early before the camp. That was Monday. And they were out on the water, and she was still talking about food, and something rose up in Kaylee, and she goes, get out in Jesus' name, out on the river. And, uh, <laughs> and her friend is just sitting there. All of a sudden, this bird comes down, picks up this fish, and flies away. And her friend looked at Kaylee and goes, I think that just happened to me. And she goes, what do you mean? He said, God just picked something up out of me. And it left. (laughs) Like, and then they go to tribe camp. And um, they get, not only does God take care of their hearts for family, right? But he radically uses them to also touch their friend. And she goes, she goes in the spirit. She goes down in the spirit. He goes down in the spirit. And she ends up. On the Friday night, Thursday, Friday, yeah. something like that. Yes. Um, going down, she gets her prayer language. She starts speaking in tongues, and she starts speaking in tongues. And then Jonah's like, "I think this is a word for everyone." So he brings her up, and she's speaking in front. Of her, and then he's interpreting the word. And then, um, and then she's like, "I'm healed. I'm." She's like, "I'm healed." And um, I'm like, you are healed. And she started eating. And then she was like, well, I have a dairy intolerance. I can't eat cheese. And I was like, no, you can eat cheese. You can have that. She started eating cheese. She started eating bread. She started eating everything. And then, guys, we're still friends with them today. She's still healed. Thank you, Jesus. And um, the, the story doesn't stop with right there. Because, guys, it gets better. <laughs> right? It gets better. So she goes home. And... Um, It's about a week later, and her pastor had had a vision that he saw her dad, who, if you know her dad, he's very, he's been Church of Christ his whole life. And he just, anyways, and his pastor said, I just saw you singing, and then you started to speak in tongues. And so his daughter came over, who just freshly got hit by the Holy Spirit, comes over And puts their hands on him and they have this tender moment where he starts speaking in tongues and he gets up and he starts singing and dancing. He doesn't, this guy does not dance, like it's insane, but he starts singing and dancing. A week later, their uh, oldest boy gets home and from boot camp and he has to finish it. They let him do boot camp over the summer and then he has to finish out his um senior year and then he'll go into the army but um a week later they were like we should all lay hands on Caden and so they all laid hands on Caden and he's like I felt like warm honey come over me but I didn't know what to do um and he's like so then the, you know he goes to bed in the morning he wakes up and he's like I should really go in the shower and he's like in the shower I really felt like maybe I should start worshiping so he started to worship this 18 year old boy and he starts worshiping and all of a sudden he gets tongues and filled with the Holy Spirit and you guys, it just, he's, God is so good, and that's what he just keeps doing. Like, there's still, like, there's still distractions. There's still things that we walk through, but it gets better. It gets so good, and it gets so much better. And, you know, then we went to the youth conference. Huh? Okay. We went to this conference, and long story short is Maddie and Kaylee got so rocked by the Holy Spirit and Mason that um, they went until like 2.30 in the morning, Um, just under the power of God. They couldn't stop speaking in tongues. They couldn't stop prophesying over each other. They couldn't stop. um, They just couldn't stop. They were just so radically touched by God. And then like when Mason came back, he just really felt like he felt, the Lord talking to him, and he felt like the Lord said, hey, you need to tithe, and so he tithed one Sunday morning, and the very next day, his boss, like, wrote him an email and said, hey, like, we put you in a drawing. You won Apple AirPods, and I just thought, how good is God so good. that he, like, when a, when a child, when you're, when you're new, like, when you're like, okay, I'm gonna step out in this, and you do, and then he so rewards you. You know, and I told him, you know, it doesn't happen like that all the time. But, <laughs> but God is so good. He's so good. And it just keeps getting better. It does. And I just,
3: Alicia has blessed me so much. I mean, this woman, she's the real deal. She's someone who went through the fire and came out not even smelling like smoke. And you have blessed so many people here and my sweet Fallon Ray is going to come up here now. Come on, Falgal. Gal. This is, Alicia, you have blessed so many lives. And this is one of them right here, Alicia. This, this woman right here, you have blessed her tremendously. In the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. <laughs> so this girl is very near and dear to my heart, if you don't know. Her name is Fallon. She's amazing. What the Lord has done in her life is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And she's a completely different person. She's a powerhouse for Jesus. She's one to be reckoned with. And I love getting to do life and ministry with her. And so I just want you to share what the Lord has done in your life this year.
12: All right. 2021 has honestly probably been the most important year of my life because it's brought me back into Jesus' arms And just honestly, even in just like the last four months of my life, it's been like this gas pedal experience with the Lord where I had tried to do life on my own for a really long time and honestly tried filling my heart with pretty much everything you could think of besides him and just always came up empty. And then coming to Valley is really when kind of like something switched in me where I don't remember who said it, but when you walk in the door here, you can just feel the presence of God. And I thought I had known Jesus before, but I had never really had that personal relationship with him until I kind of started to see what that would look like through coming through this, in, through these doors into this church. And one Sunday, something just switched in me, and I was like, I'm tired of living this lifestyle, and obviously it's not working for me. And so I just began praying to the Lord to really just change my desires for the things that I was— doing in my life. And in all honesty, like drugs and alcohol had a large stronghold on my life for a really long time. And it was just this thing that switched to me where I was like, I'm tired of this. Like, Lord, I give it to you. And I just prayed for him to change my desires to be for him and to break off those temptations. And he totally did. Like overnight, it was like this 180 situation where <laughs> I was like, I give this to you. And he just like took it and we ran together. And it's been like the most Beautiful, like, glorious encounter with him, and like, just opening my heart and allowing him room to just redeem all of those things. It, and he totally has. Like, he's allowed me to take him out of this box that I had him in for a lot of my life and just shown me his power. And what he's willing to do when you're just open to receiving what he has for you is like mind blowing, like, unmatched to anything I've ever experienced. And his faithfulness, I just feel like a product of his faithfulness. Like, he, when you're willing to just open up to what he has for you, like, he just honestly rocked my world in a matter of just, like, days, honestly. It's true. Like, if you were to know me before, I was a totally different person. And it's just so, like, it's unbelievable what he can do when you're just open to it. And, I don't know, for a a long lot portion of my life I just feel like I wasn't myself and I was kind of just going through life not really ever being fully present um, and just kind of numbing like a void that was in my life and it was just this God-shaped hole in my heart that I didn't realize only he could fill and so when I allowed him room to just redeem and restore all those things in my life like I've never felt more happy or more alive or more like myself Um, and that's all thanks to him and so Yeah, he's just so good and so faithful, and he totally broke every stronghold in my life, and I could not be more grateful for his redeeming love. Yeah. Just to to go with it, it's been so fun. I mean, when you
3: talk about the 180, Fallon is the 180. She's the one who, like, new creation in Christ, old gone, new has come, and it has been the greatest joy watching her. Her family is getting so touched by the Lord. Her friends are getting so touched by the Lord. And it is so beautiful. She's in VSSM. She's yes,
12: out there. I forgot. I'm sorry. Please. Something I forgot to add. Um, yeah, I decided to get baptized. And a really cool testimony story is that my fam. i I'm pretty much the only one in my family, aside from my sweet sister-in-law, that um, really follow the Lord. And one Sunday, it just happened that I asked all my family to come and they all said yes to church, which we had not been to church together since I was maybe like this tall and it was for like Easter or something. And so they all came and they all got to see me get baptized. Christy texted me in the morning was like, you want to get baptized today? I was like, yes, let's do it. And so they all got to see me get baptized and it was very powerful. And just like seeing how the Lord is stirring in their hearts and slowly like bringing them more closer to him is just so powerful just through like the changes that they see in me. And um, joining VSSM has also been the biggest blessing. The Lord has really proven to me how how like powerful he is in the encounters that you can have with him and like what friendship with the Holy Spirit really looks like. Because before I didn't really know what that was like, but the intimacy with Jesus is just like, unlike anything else I've ever experienced and just encountering him, like laying on the floor, getting fallen out in the spirit, getting holy laughter, like. It's more, so much more fun than any of those things that I thought were life-giving before. Like, let me tell you, no being drunk like the in the spirit high. is so much more fun. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> Jesus,
3: you've tasted the truth. Everything else was the counterfeit. And then you got the real deal. You got him. And he changes everything. He fills every desire, every need. He's perfect. He's wonderful. And just to—it's so beautiful. I mean, literally her friends that live in other states— Are now being like I want to go to church like I'm looking for a church and there it's so beautiful watching it like she's just living her life for Jesus in front of them and they're like hey um, I'm actually going to church now I did this I did this and it's so beautiful it's so amazing so why don't we let's just go ahead and stand up Fallon I just want you to pray over everyone and just release what the Lord has done. I just believe that the Lord is wanting to send us out with power and boldness. And that first love, you know, that that reality, like hanging around her has been so fun because I just watch her encounter Jesus in all these new ways. And I have like, I mean, people can attest, I'm I'm in the car crying because Fountains text me being like, I'm sitting in my car right now and the presence of God is just filling my car and which is so beautiful and it makes and instantly i'm like jesus i remember when you first did that for me that's there's nothing sweeter and it makes you so much hungrier when you're around someone who has this beautiful first love and that's why we need each other (laughs) but i want you to pray and just release that over everyone because i believe the lord's wanting to send us out with that fire with that first love with
12: joy So just go ahead, put your hands out and receive. Lord, I just thank you for everyone in this room right now. I thank you for their hearts. And I pray right now in your name, Jesus, that you would just remind them how loved they are by you. I release right now just that first love feeling over everyone's hearts right now, Lord, that you would just help them realize what intimacy with you looks like, Lord, that you would just open their hearts into encountering you in new ways. And that, Lord, you would just become a friend to them. If they don't know what that might look like, Lord, that you would just open their hearts to that and position their hearts in a way to receive that right now, Lord. And I ask this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Ministry
3: team, can we have you come up now? Um, So we heard all these testimonies. And you heard of people who got healed, kidney stones disappearing arthritis going away, people who were filled with social anxiety being filled with perfect peace now coming up and speaking on a microphone. Like that's, that's a little different. I'd say that's a change. And so those who shared your testimonies, can you actually come partner with our ministry team as well? We're just gonna have you guys spread out this way. So like we said, we share these testimonies because the Lord wants to do it again. He wants to do it again. So if you heard one of these things and you're like, I want that. I want that. We want you to come get prayer, get blessed because that's how good God is. It gets better. As Alicia said, it gets better. If you feel like you've been stuck, you feel like you're in that wilderness, well, then Laura was a beautiful example. She's like, felt like I was wandering. I'm out of it now. It gets better. So Jesus, we thank you that it gets better. We thank you that you can change our desires where, you know, you can change even our taste buds, the thing that we desired before if we were you know, addicted to drugs, alcohol, you can change it in a moment, God. You did it once, you'll do it again. So Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness, for every single testimony that's been shared, Lord. And we just thank you that we're going into this new year filled with your joy, filled with boldness, filled with your goodness. Thank you that our families are getting saved, our friends are getting saved, and we just love you, Jesus. So we thank you for all that you've done, and we say yes for all that's to come in Jesus' name. So like I said, the ministry team's gonna be here. I encourage you, come and get blessed by them. They wanna pray for you. There's a lot of them. So everyone can come get prayer, that's for sure. You'll get real blessed, double blessings. But we love you and we just bless you guys. And it's been a beautiful year and we're excited for 2022, that's for sure. So we bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And we shall see you in 2022. Amen.